Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This, I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I... And required to discuss lava. <laughs> Tell me about it. I still haven't seen well, it, so you could still convince me to see it. Oh no, I fucked up. Don't, don't watch <laughs> this one. Uh, no, I, I watch pirates. Watch this. I I, I want to put everything I'm about to say in context, <laughs> and I'm going to be as nice as possible about this movie. It was only an hour-ish long, but it was a very long feeling experience. <laughs> okay, there might be there's okay, so first of all, I should point out I could not find the uh subtitled version and oh, the dub God, version dude, is I a sent thought, it to you. Well, yeah, I you know, I tried, I couldn't find it. I didn't think to ask you. That's my bad. So you took the L. Yeah. The dubbed version is a hot garbage fire. The only person in the cast who puts any emote into their voice when speaking is Janine Garofalo. Everyone else is just, they sound like they could very much be AI generated. Um, that would have been a better how choice. Can I, how can I put this? Lava has periods where even, even accounting for the language difference, there are long pauses in between the dialogue with no other sounds. <laughs> And this occurs very frequently with no sound effects, no music, and no dialogue. Uh, it's like dead air in a film. And sometimes silence can be used effectively, but that is not what's going on here. I will acknowledge that perhaps because of the poor translation in, and the poor dubbing, there may be a language barrier where some of the jokes or lines did not hit or land like they were supposed to. But if that is the case, it was nearly every scene. <laughs> um, lava is not really about anything. Like the fact that you were able to, to describe a plot from that. Like I noticed numerous details of your description were incorrect. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were not incorrect. They were just dressed up. They were no, no. You you said some things that were that were distinctly untrue in the movie, like the way that the gun is not effective against the cats. They use it once and then it's over. Yeah, um, but it's effective that one time. It's not 100%. effective. It does, and it also doesn't kill the cats. It no. just turns them into good cats yes. for a short period of time. So that so was what incorrect. I said the way is that completely true. I just no. it, it was not as big a plot point as I made it out to be. That is enough to classify it as a lie in my book. Um, <laughs> that being said, I don't know how else you could have described this film <laughs> while still keeping a cohesive through line. So well done, Russ. Um, Did you enjoy the total lack of an ending? Honestly, that was probably one of the few things I kind of... So here's the it thing. Here's cut. the thing about... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was actually fine with that. I was like, they, they were like, yeah, they're sick of this too. The people who made this movie are sick of it. <laughs> just, just wrap I, it up. Yeah, just, I, I, hmm. Here's what I will say about this movie. Uh, trying to find the good and the bad, right? Is 
it was very bad in a very original way. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen anything like this. Yeah. So I will give it that. If you are someone who has lived for thousands of years and has had every experience, you may find some respite in watching this awful movie because <laughs> it is very different from anything I've ever seen. Boy, that's, that's going on the back cover. That's a good pitch. Zero stars, everything's bad. Oh, oh, and I, I should mention, I, I feel like I cannot, since we didn't mention it last time, because of course you didn't, I didn't know, and perhaps I'm just being naive, that other countries were still doing like very racist caricatures of oh, black man. Yes, people. I left that selectively uh, out, didn't I? Yeah, and and I understand why you did. <laughs> this is a, this movie has very racist caricatures oh, of black and Chinese people. Hang on, so, I gotta look it up. Oh, God. So, Fry, since you haven't seen this, it, it, it's it's going to be my pleasure. There is one character who is ostensibly Chinese. No, no. They directly call her a Chinese person or a Chinaman or some, some racist and thing like that. Think back to, like, the cartoons from the 40s where, oh, like, no. skin... Skin is literally yellow. Eyes are literally just lines drawn across her face. And you have the buck giant teeth. buck teeth. And she's really good at karate. Like, they might as well have played a gong when she came on screen. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah, very much so. Do you think there was it, an edit where they had that and someone was like, no. Oh, yeah, someone cut that. There was a Foley well, artist I mean, somewhere with a gong and they were like, no. Honestly, listening... Honestly, listening to how bad the dub is, I would not be shocked if they cut out about half the sound of this movie. It is the worst dub. I'm not, and I'm not saying this movie deserves a good dub, but it is the worst dub I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen some things. I think the analogy I used was whales gargling dildos. Like it is, yeah, it is yeah, so bad. Yeah. That, that's a weird analogy, but it, it conveys the horribleness of it. Yes. Well, do you want to talk about some underwater movies? What do we have today, boys? Underwater movies. Yeah. Two Excellent. very different, very underwater movies. I believe Russ is to go first this time. Take that us away, the, Russ. This is the thing you wanted. You specifically requested underwater movies. Fry, type yes. that into the wheel, and boom, like magic, up came your request. And boy, howdy, <laughs> have we delivered. Well, I bring you... 2019 and this is a flick called the wolf's call but it's a french movie so it's le chat de loup now you might be familiar with das boat or as it's written in english das boot das boot yeah or in french le botte (laughs) because this is a french war espionage submarine thriller oh my you get a bunch of frogs on a boat oof (laughs) now they are to the french lord love them they have had to deal with that whole world war ii cheese eating surrender monkey thing for two generations yes they are trying to reinvent themselves because, by golly, the French in this movie, they want to pop off some nukes, they do. <laughs> what? Are now, they the like the, the barely thing, restrained warmongers and the U.S. is trying to stop them? Th- they're so war-hungry, they're trying to stop themselves. Is this oh, set okay. in World War II? No, this is set right now. Oh. Happening today. 
it's set up like kind of a Tom Clancy style thriller. And so along the way, there's about eight twists and betrayals and things. <laughs> and so describing the plot, I've been thinking about it all day and it's a little bit dicey because if I right. like if I say too much, then you get a bad guy that is a good guy at the beginning of the movie and, you know, this kind of thing. So I will do my level best. The Wolf's Call, the reason it's called that, that refers to the sound that a submarine receives when it is pinged by sonar. Ah, okay. So apparently if you are operating a submarine, they have a whole cast of people who have headphones on and listen into the ocean for sounds. And being pinged by sonar is alarming. Both in the fact that, hey, now they can see you and there's alarm set up and it sounds kind of like a howling wolf when the ping comes through. And right. our protagonist is a golden ear, he's referred to as. This is someone with preternatural hearing that is employed specifically for this purpose. And his name is Socks. He does not like the name Socks. That is the nickname that his military brethren have given him. His real name is Chantaran. And I'm probably mispronouncing that because I don't speak French. But So we're going to call mm. him Socks. And Socks is good at his job. His job is to listen. His job is listening, and by golly, he can listen with the best of them. And to the degree that he has his little headphone on, and he's in, he's listening out into the ocean, and he's like, it's a fishing boat, four propellers. One of them, the engine needs work. This sounds Iranian. a lot like that one that one radio uh, sonar operator from uh, Hunt for Red October yeah. on the American ship. Yeah, yeah, that's his whole deal. Now, the movie opens with a special ops mission, and uh, Sox is assigned to Le Titan, or not the Titan, it refers to titanium, like it's made of, the, the, oh, the, the, okay. this is the boat, the boat's not made of titanium, but it's called the Titanium. And so should we they, call it the Titanic? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying there's spoilers here, but the, the, that boat's <laughs> going to get a hole in it before the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. Every what am I talking about? Every and, and boat's gonna a, get a hole in it by is, the end of the movie. It's a submarine war movie. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a sub, right? Yes. Okay. So he's operating his sub and they have to pick up a special forces crew. Now the special forces crew is, is gonna swim into the submarine and there's socks listening, and he hears something that he doesn't know. That that's a propeller with four props. There aren't any submarines that have four props, so that's not... It can't be a submarine. It's probably maybe something biological. Maybe it sounds like a heartbeat. Maybe it's a sick whale. Is it a sick whale, gentlemen? I bet it's a submarine. It is a, I bet it's not a sick whale. It is a heretofore unknown submarine. And so <gasps> this mission almost goes tits up, and the captain has to get on top with an RPG and shoot down an enemy helicopter, and all kinds of wildness happens. Well, now... Wait, wait, hold, wait, hold on, Russ. Yeah, you just pause right yes. there, sir. He goes out on the deck of a submarine, presumably while it's surfaced, otherwise that would yes. be a very funny movie. Yes. And he pulls out a rocket-propelled grenade launcher, yes. and he shoots down a helicopter. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood the tone. All of the things you are saying are correct. Okay, please continue. So now Sox is on a mission. How am I the best at what I do? And there's a submarine out there that I haven't heard of. Unless 
something's been classified against my knowledge. So he go he brings this information to his admiral, and the admiral tells him to forget about it. But he can't forget about it because he sucks and he's the best at his job. And so I shit you not, this is a thing that happens in the movie. He hacks the admiral's computer because he heard him type in his password. God damn it! Of course he did. He's I mean, daredevil. That's not technically impossible, but it's basically impossible. I believe it requires a profile for every specific keyboard in order to figure this that out. This scene is the funniest fucking thing you have ever seen in your entire life. He's like he's he's a safe cracker and he's like all up against the keyboard tapping each individual one going no. 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 And then and then he writes down the ones that are and he's a little bit unclear. He gets like a few spaces in the middle and it turns out to be the wa- guy's wife's name. Like shut up, but who gives a shit? Super I, secure I password. I've I've watched a lot of movies that involve computer hacking, and <laughs> I've watched a lot of improbable ways to hack a computer, and it really says something that this movie came up with a heretofore undiscovered improbable way to hack a computer. I I mean it's not undiscovered. There have been instances where people have listened to someone typing, but it it's that specific keyboard. You can't just listen to any keyboard because they all sound a little bit different. But it was his keyboard. He, he snuck back into the Admiral's office. No, no, no. But but I'm saying, like, you kind of have to develop a profile for a specific keyboard. And even in test scenarios, it's not particularly reliable. I'm just saying, this that sounds being right said, up Mission Impossible Valley. It should really have been in one of those movies. The new Mission Impossible movies suck. And don't bring them up here, please. But that being said... Remember when Henry Cavill reloads his arms? I remember that. Oh. Well, actually, that, that scene was pretty good, but um, <laughs> the movie itself is terrible. That be All that being said, though, that, Russ, what is, what's the tone of this movie? Dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> serious okay. as a fucking heart attack. God damn it. All right, okay. So, Vinny sneaks into the... Uh, restricted section i guess they make this really unclear and his sneaking leaves a lot to be desired because he's on a secure military he's on shore leave at this point like they bring back the sub and all that and then everybody gets reassigned and also this stars every single famous french actor my absolute favorite part is that the governing admiral is played by the same guy who was the mugger in fifth element (laughs) mateo kasovitz (laughs) The guy who says, give me the cash, that's the, the, the that's the commander of the nuclear fleet. How did you remember that? Hmm? Did you remember that or did you look it up? Of course I looked it up. So, he doesn't okay. know every character or every, every actor character. who is in Fifth Element, just most of them. Mm. So he has to sneak into the restricted section to find out, and he does, that this was a Russian submarine that was supposedly decommissioned. And far be it. For the Russians to lie to us. I know I was just as surprised as you. But this is a very silly premise. <laughs> so there's a rogue yeah, submarine. Yeah, it's, it's very silly that the Russians would lie to us. We are partners of nations. <laughs> Operating out there. Now, there's a little bit of shuffling that goes on and people get reassigned. And the captain who shot down the helicopter with an RPG gets assigned to the most powerful nuclear submarine in France's fleet, which I think means it's a rowboat, but in this movie, it's a really powerful thing with lots of nuclear missiles on board. 
I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what their naval capabilities are. Well, according to this movie, they are lords of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. This is the Spanish Armada, but with more cheese. And snails. You know what's funny? I didn't eat... I only ate snails in Spain. That's funny. Anyway. Hmm. So, now here come the double crosses. Because the plot of this movie revolves around this mystery submarine... Which is under the command of something nefarious. And this new nuclear sub, as well as the Titan, which are now on a joint mission to deal with this thing. Now, I'm leaving all of this vague because now I'm getting into super huge spoilery territory that gives away tons of the movie. But... Okay. One guy! <laughs> I say one guy. It's Omar Sy. He plays uh, Lupin in the, in the Netflix Lupin adaptation. Super good actor. He takes over command of the Titan, the Titan. And in one scene, he tries to swim to another submarine, which is a thing you can do. But then he gets killed by a torpedo shot from that submarine. <laughs> uh, pardon me. I, 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 want to, I want to question just a statement you made there recently. Uh, you said that uh, you can swim from submarine to submarine. Yes. Are we assuming the submarines are not moving in the water? Not quickly. Mm, fascinating. Russ, um, I want to ask a direct question. Yes. And I don't I think it. it's going to spoil anything about this movie. Does this movie stick to, if you will, a sort of Tom Clancy-ish formula? Yes. Or is there a monster? Okay, no, no, okay, no. Okay. It, is, it, it is Clancy all the way. This is, okay, the, gotcha. it is 100% espionage thing. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for thank you for clarifying. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, so so that's you, right, Russ? You're good. Uh, un- unless I welcome you like your to... questions. Um, I I do have one. I I guess I I apologize. I'm a little bit stuck on the swimming from sub to sub thing. Yeah, was he attempting <laughs> to board an enemy sub okay. underwater? Now, because they shot a torpedo at him, th- that and gets so into, it makes me think not friendly. This gets into the tricky territory. Okay, okay. I don't. Mm, how much should uh, I give? Feel away? free to not answer if if it would give something away. For, uh, there's a lot of friends becoming foes and foes becoming friends, but not in the way that you expect. Can I ask it this way? Did he think he was going towards a friendly sub or an enemy sub? He thought. He knew what he was doing. He knew that he was very much taking his life in his own hands if he pulled off this maneuver. Okay, and now okay. I know I know this is probably not how it is portrayed in the movie, but definitely what's in my mind is he's swimming across with like a dueling saber in his mouth to to board the ship and and fight them off. What does he have? He's not a pirate, um, Fry. Okay, you can't bring a gun. I, I, I don't think he win. has anything other than a scuba suit. Okay, uh, this, okay, these questions aside, because I'm the one who actually has to decide if I want to watch this dumb shit movie or not. Russ, I'm going to tell you right now, in case it influences anything else you'd like to say, I'm not a huge fan of the description of this movie, and I understand there are things you can't tell me <laughs> I am tell me unbothered about. by that fact. Okay, in that case, Fry, please proceed. 
one thing I did think was interesting, we both chose underwater movies because, of course, we had to. But yeah. we both wound up choosing underwater movies that have no supernatural effect, anything going on in there. Yeah. There's, it, I, my movie is an underwater cave diving movie. And oh, okay. There's no monsters, there's no ghosts, the caves aren't haunted or any dumb shit like that. The danger is the caves. Yeah, I mean, that is a real yeah, danger. I, am, like, I, I, I barely got through the trailer for that fucking movie. I was like, this is this looks terrifying as shit. Yeah, yeah. It, so there are a lot of very claustrophobic parts of the movie. Uh, Fry, before you, uh, do you want to tell us the name of the film? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, if, if that helps, the movie is called Sanctum. Ah, okay. Wonderful. And it was released in 2011. Mm-hmm. In Sanctum, we've got one of these massive underground cave systems in, in Papua New Guinea. This is loosely based off a true story, but it's not itself a true story. It is based off some experiences uh, the writer had when they were younger and doing some cave diving. and a, some shit a true, Have you ever a, been to Papua New Guinea? A true story in that lots of people have died while cave diving. Yeah. yeah. Have you no, ever, ever been, been to, to Papua, Papua New Guinea? New Guinea? Even if you don't go cave diving, it's not the safest place in the world. Neither is France. Well, the the only thing <laughs> I learned about Papua New Guinea from this movie is that uh, the caves can be dangerous. I know nothing about the surface world. Yes. No. Fair so enough. there's this. It, it starts off in one of those massive, like you know, just massive deep holes in the the middle of the jungle that just goes straight down. Yes. And we we see you know. A, a rendering, you know, basically someone at the base camp at the top has a rendering of what the cave system they've explored so far looks like. <laughs> and they're trying to, the explorers are trying to find and document the path that the water takes to get out to the ocean. Because they're, they're able to tell yeah. there's water current flowing through here. They would like to, you know, explore that cave system. So we've got a fairly big crew of people divided between the, the base camp at the top of the, uh, the top of the hole. And then the forward camp, which is a good ways into the cave. You, you rappel down. You've got to go through several different cave systems they've already cleared to get you know as far as they've gotten, basically, in their exploration. Right. I refer to the top of my hole as base camp, too. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, it's Russ. It's a pretty common name. Uh, nope. That's, that's not helpful. Uh, please continue, <laughs> Fry. <laughs> Sorry, I have to giggle for a second. Uh, oh, that was fair a enough. hilarious joke. Uh, if you say so if you say so i gotta be honest i am kind of surprised that there wasn't a cthulhu movie i didn't know about you would have thought that's where we would have wound up but well russ did send me one but i had already seen it yeah it was a shame that one looked good too yeah that it was i would say it was entertaining i wouldn't say it was good we've got honestly a pretty damn stereotypical crew of people in this expedition. <laughs> the expedition is led by Frank. He is the hard-nosed father of Josh, who is also there working at the expedition. Uh, yeah. Frank is... The only thing he's ever loved in his life is caves. And it shows his relationship <laughs> Even more than with his, his son. son. Oh, yeah. No, his son <laughs> comments on the fact that the only thing Dad ever cared about is caves. <laughs> for Very my, much for my sixth birthday, caves. you were in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of this kid's birthdays have been spent with his dad far away in a cave somewhere. It really makes me think about how many movies 
are just sort of start with the this person was a very bad parent like oh yeah the cause of most problems is parents (laughs) also the cause of most children indeed which which can be problems so also while we're there of course we've got to have the experienced diver who has dived too many times and now can't really do it anymore or his blood will turn into soda pop (laughs) what is that a real thing it's a real thing in this movie. I am not a doctor and not prepared to tell you about the bends. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Into soda pop. I mean, I understand what the bends are, but my understanding is that it's a temporary condition. Perhaps I misunderstand it. The implication in this movie is that if you do it too much, it becomes like dangerous for you to keep doing it, which seemed reasonable enough for me. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. I bought it. <laughs> okay. We've also, because you've just got to have them in these types of movies... The bankroller of the expedition has showed up for just this part of the uh, the expl- exploration, along with his girlfriend, who is a mountain climber, an experienced mountain climber, and not at all an experienced spelunker or diver. Yeah, I, I would think a mountain climber would be especially bad at cave diving, but maybe I'm just wrong. Good news, guys. We've got a car race and I brought an archer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. She's, it's, it's like I, she's really good at that. You know, he he met her on Everest, so he's probably a pretty good climber too. Um, she was one of the corpses. oh fucking everybody climbs Everest. Don't everyone stop climbing Everest? Jesus Christ! I, I promise not to climb Everest. Can you? I can't wait till it's a theme park, man. That's going to be the best. <laughs> it it might as well be at this point. So yeah, we we get down there, and right away things start going wrong because. One of the, they're exploring a new part of the cave system, and wouldn't you know it, one of the divers gets her the hose cut on her tank, and she doesn't have a backup tank with her, and she drowns pretty much immediately because you know that's there's no air. Cool being cave diving sucks. Uh, so yeah, guy, I mean, I, I she's I agree. she's with Frank, the Josh's father, and he briefly tries to save her by like buddy breathing, but it was obvious immediately. There was no way they were going to buddy breathe their way out of this situation. There's, no, well, they had to go no, through several uh, tunnels now, to get Fry, to Fry, you work. hold on a moment, sir, if I may. I'd like to ask you a question. Yes. Okay. So, I'm assuming this movie is either a thriller or maybe a horror movie about being trapped or something like that. Is that yeah. right? I would I, I would definitely call it a thriller. It it doesn't quite yeah. get the tone of, of like a horror movie for me. Right. Now again, right. I don't have any problem with claustrophobia in movies, so that didn't you know, that might set other people off differently. It's more of an action thriller. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's so, very much a it's not just about being trapped, it's kind of a man versus nature sort of thing. Because mm, okay, it, it's okay. not like they're trapped and stuck there waiting for a rescue they are going yeah i'll just skip right ahead to it the cave starts to flood and they have to get their way out of this cave wait the Uh, cave floods with water yes how could this have been foreseen i mean who who (laughs) they were diving in a cave that wasn't filled with water and then it was filled with water the hubris of man I, I, I think Russ is trying to throw a little wrench in your works here, Fry. What, what do you have to say? Well, so they, they did attempt to prepare for this. They were <laughs> aware that storms were coming. They had people at the yeah. base camp monitoring the weather and sent to give them an early alert so they could get out safely. They'd already right. pulled a lot of their equipment back out so that they would just have to evacuate the last of it when the storms came. Fry, everything you're saying applies to my base camp, too. 
unfortunately, so, yeah. moving right along, uh, <laughs> the, the comms were down at one of the stations, and so the message wasn't able to get through. Oh, to nose. So the small storm they were watching transformed into a, into a massive cyclone. Oops. Begins Oops. begins dumping just ungodly amounts of water down on top of them. Uh, I have a question. I'd like to uh, ask another question. Yes, yes. Wouldn't a cyclone remove water from the ocean? I feel like cyclones would remove water. From yeah. the ocean. They're on land. So it's picking up the water in the ocean and dumping it. Oh, I see. God, okay, it. so the entrance to the cave is on. Okay, I see. Caves typically are... are Part of land. This is part that of... That is not true universally in any way, shape, God. or form. There are lots of caves in the I ocean. I so misunderstood the water cycle. This is how it works. Water from the ocean is transported back to the land via giant cyclones. I Right. Yeah, there's there's little pictures of it Russ, and everything. I can find R- some drawings. Russ, that's what they were talking about in that Lion King song. Yep. Didn't you listen? That was it. I, I, I missed it. Jesus. I was wrong. You dumb son of a bitch. Stupid. Anyway, please continue, Fry. So... <laughs> Initially, they start, you know, they notice the storms are coming and they, they do their best to get out of there. They're, you know, basically packing up and running as quickly as they can. Unfortunately, the, you know, wouldn't you know it, something has to happen. They're not getting out that way. Uh, it, a rock breaks off and seals the exit they were trying to use. Yeah. Uh, he is risen. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> in, this, in this case, they were kind of sealed inside the tomb. And now it's an Easter prequel. It is no, well, no. Okay, Russ, stop sabotaging Fry. Let him let him finish, and then we can hash it out. <laughs> These okay, aren't bud? sabotages. These are enhancements. <laughs> I, I disagree, but okay. So, but once things really pick up and they're they're sealed in, they realize there's no way they're getting out the way they came in. They're going to have to find a way. They're going to have to find the way this empties out into the ocean, and then swim oh, back onto land that way. Which you know, and they don't even know where that is. They just think there has to be something because this water goes somewhere, I hope. Uh, okay. So we've got a rich guy... aforementioned who, comments about cave diving. <laughs> so we've got a rich guy who fancies himself an explorer, his girlfriend, we've got... An expert mountain climber. The father who is the only one truly good at his job here, and <laughs> the son who is just a disappointment to death. Gilligan, mm-hmm. the professor, Marianne. Yeah. yeah. And this movie will at some point convince you that maybe some children just are disappointments to their parents. <laughs> so they they start to... If that, if that was the message of the movie, this would be one of the greatest yeah. movies of all time. <laughs> Sometimes children are just terrible. So, you know, I, I don't need to explain every twist and turn. You can probably see a lot yeah. of what's coming. Most of yeah, them ain't yeah, going to yeah. make it out of that cave. Right. Uh, many of them are not going to make it because they make some incredibly stupid decisions. Like early on. Yeah, I figured that might be the case. Early on, the girlfriend is like, you know, she's getting prepped to go diving. And they're like, all right, well, we need to get this wetsuit off the woman who died earlier because it's the only one that will fit you. And you will freeze to death in this water if you don't put this on. And she's okay, like, okay, no, so a if you put it on that. in the water, won't, wouldn't you? All right, never mind. So she she straight up refused to take the, the dead person's wetsuit, leading her to be practically Freeze frozen to death. to death. Wait, wait, wait. They're in Papua, Papua New Guinea? That's a warm current, isn't it? I have to look uh, that up. Anyway, I, you know what? That, that sounds I, it's wrong. It's deep underground. There's no sun. It's a day after tomorrow prequel, and all of the oceans are freezing. <laughs> Yes, they yeah. have to run from the cold. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Uh, all right, Fry. Uh, what else would you like to say? Closing remarks on this film. So I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, I I realize I'm putting myself at a little bit of a disadvantage here, but I, I do think it's no, worth you're it. not. Don't hey, don't worry. Uh, you, I'll explain in a minute, but don't worry, right. you're good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. This movie was executive produced by James Cameron. Oh, okay, yeah, that is a bit of a disadvantage, but not as much as you might think. This this I was appreciate your honesty in uh, 2011 at the height mm-hmm. of the 3D in movie theaters uh, craze. Oh, it, it was originally it was originally released as a 3D movie. I certainly didn't see it that way or know that it was 3D until I, I read up on it later. Mm. That said, I bet these cave scenes look great in that uh, that point of view. Like, I, it was some pretty cool scene. Like the way the underwater. I bet they looked like total shit, really cool. and the three D was distracting, like it always fucking is. Well, I, I can't comment on the three D other than to point out that there is a version of it that exists. But the right, the naturally. cave system, like I do feel like it never quite feels like a horror because the cave system that's trying to kill them is also beautiful and that's at least frank loves the beauty of the cave all right it's that's it i'm done stop talking about this movie dara, all right boys we have a fucking conundrum wait a minute <laughs> dara o'brien had my favorite take on the 3d movie craze and he said it's like yes. tuberculosis it comes around every 30 years it happened in the 50s it happened in the 80s it happened in the 2010s <laughs> And yeah. he's absolutely right, but we have a fucking no, conundrum, boys. Then, I, this is a rule I want to establish. You have to pick. You've got to pick no, one. Now, well, let's discuss this. I don't want to watch either one of these terrible yes, movies. you have to pick one. You were on board until I told you about the executive uh, producer, who doesn't have No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't, Fry. My entire thoughts this time was this sounds exactly as good as Russ's movie, and then you <laughs> explained the... that it was Cameron. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe Russ's movie is less pretentious, but still fucking stupid. But here's the question. So this is Which, the problem. I'm not going to give you the answer, but who do you think has better reviews? I don't care. Interesting, isn't and, it? It's if fun you to think tell about. Me, if you tell me a movie was in 3D... And James Cameron's the executive producer. I'm out. But if you tell me like this is a rip off Tom Clancy, which is already not my it's a thing, French Tom I'm Clancy. also out. Tom Clancy. No, here's what. I, no. Here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Neither of you deserve a point for these movies. No, you got to pick one. So here's what I'm. You have to pick one. What? No. Here's what I'm going to do. I think the underwater criteria was too harsh. So here's my proposal. I'm going to rot Russ, what was your movie called again? Uh, Call of the Wolf. Okay, I'm going to watch story. Call of the Wolf, but you don't get a point for it. Because <laughs> I don't want to watch either of these movies. You have not convinced me to watch it. I am just following the letter of the law. Okay, bud? So, you've decided... Fry, I'm sorry James Cameron really hurt you there, but honestly, they both sound like shit. If so... I hadn't mentioned James Cameron... No, I wouldn't have seen it because honestly, espionage, shitty espionage is better than shitty cave diving. I was gearing. I, I knew you were going to pick fries. Like I was sure you were going to pick fries. No, and I was. Like, I was sure you were going to pick up mine. to deliver all of the spoiler, like like everything that comes after, because I've delivered the first half of the movie and like the spoil, yeah. the, the twists that are coming. I cannot wait for your take on them because it it is beyond the pale. I suspect it'll be really shitty, but I'll try and deliver those next time. However, that being said, um, I think in this format, 
I I cannot be adding really specific stuff to the wheel. <laughs> I disagree. Because, I think this is great. Uh, yeah, I, this was fun. I mean, it is. I guess, but it just means I have to watch. Oh God, I'm not giving you a point for this <laughs> I one because care. I'm not. Con- <laughs> I don't care if I I'm get not a point. convinced you, to watch this you, movie. I was. I was. You're arguing forced. with someone who's in it for love of the game. Like I don't okay. care if All I right. ever get a point again. That is not what I'm in this, this for. By the way, the score is Russ one fry zero I, because right. of love. I am Michael Jordan. I would be playing the game even if I got nothing for it. That's not true. You won a belt, but uh, we'll see because. Yeah, th- this time there are no winners because we're all losers. Uh, before we move on to spinning the wheel, are you boys watching anything cool? Oh. <laughs> you see that la- latest episode of The Mandalorian? Huh? I haven't seen that yet. Ooh. If you're a real Star Wars nerd, you will be excited when I say that Captain Pelion makes an appearance. Oh, cool. Don't know who that mm. is. Yeah, well, you're not a real Star Wars nerd, Frank. That's fair. That's fair. Who that's that's also that's Thrawn? also not we were, we were an insult. About that Thrawn guy. Who, who's playing him? I uh, it's the guy who did his voice in the animated Rebel series. I don't it's remember Lars his Mikkelsen. name, but he yeah, it's oh, Mikkels, okay. yeah, yeah, Mikkels. I'm sure the casting is fine. I don't actually have an issue with any of the casting. It's not the casting that's ever bothered me. It's always just the you know when they have a bad episode, it's the writing. Okay, here's what I'm going to oh, talk he, about. What? Oh, he is related to Matt. Yeah, they're all okay. related. Yes. all those fuckers. That's and, and I and I got him confused. I thought it was a scars guard, but no, it's a Mickelson. <laughs> so I am 0.1% of the audience that watches way too many Japanese things. Mm. And on Netflix streaming right now is a show called Ariyoshi Assists. Yes. Have you okay. seen it? No no, I I've seen I've seen it in the the scroller, but I haven't clicked on it yet. It's it falls under the subcategory of punishment games. Oh, what a, okay. 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 And in this case, a, a Japanese comedian named Hiroiki Ariyoshi judges contestants and provides helpful advice along the way. While they are participating in these very... It, it's like a game show, but you're getting hit in the dick the whole time. yes yes and while these physical punishments are occurring he's suggesting improvements to them (laughs) so it's like that looked funny but maybe if we used more lube or that looked painful but the fire should be bigger and it is brainless it is absolutely stupid and i cannot get enough of it i'm just i am the emperor of rome and i'm throwing rocks at the peasants it is ridiculous (laughs) well everybody's got their trash show it scratches the same jackass yeah yeah for me i do like jackass i like forged in fire i like pawn stars fry what is your trash show (laughs) well you you know i can't just say all of them i go back and forth a little bit I like to, to rewatch old shows. So Stargate, I've watched a couple times. But <laughs> the one I'm watching right now is the spinoff from Buffy the Vampire Slayer show called Angel. Angel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've made it up to season three of Angel. I'd never really watched it before. If you're someone who thinks you would enjoy Angel, you know that already. You don't need me to tell you that. Yeah, I think most those of you will not. And that is fine. Clearly self identified. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and more power to you if you if you want to. All right, that, cool. That David Boreanaz is a good looking guy. 
If you say so. All right. Shall we spin the wheel? Hey, foreign. 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 Animation. Oh, sweet. Okay. Foreign animation. This gives you a lot of leeway. Animation. Yeah, this gives you a lot of leeway. You can do everything from the most obscure thing that like only people in a certain country have ever seen to yeah. the most mainstream anime. You have a lot of choices yes. here. Excellent. We are going to have to fight the temptation to just do two animes next week. Please yeah, try and part. find something from a country that isn't Japan yeah. for at least one of the movies because I am genuinely interested in what's going yeah. on with the rest of the world. <laughs> Should right. we just as, you know, I've, I know James doesn't care, but the listeners might. Hmm. Russ, you want to tell us which movie was uh, more highly rated of the two you described? Oh, yes, please. Today? Go ahead and reveal it. Mine. And it should not have been. Yeah, I, well, I suspect they're was both totaling. I suspect they're both shit. But, and that's why I'm not awarding any points so because I know I'm not going to. Mine was not boring. It had the French Hunt for Red October feel to it. Mm-hmm. There were just too many bits along the way that made zero sense. <laughs> and if they had just left those weird... Th- and I don't know if it was a directorial choice or they were just trying to, like, in some dumb way, heighten tension. But there's... And, and you'll see it when you watch it. There's bits that just... Yeah. If you would cut this seven seconds, you would have a great espionage thriller. And, so it just needed a better editor, really. Yeah, and there is there's one romantic subplot that is one thousand percent unnecessary. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now, and I'm sure some people will disagree. If you have a a, a thriller that involves submarines, I don't think you literally physically have room for a romantic yeah. subplot. It doesn't yeah, make th- sense. It, it makes a, th- this this romance features at the beginning of the movie. And as the credits are rolling, that's it. <laughs> and, and this movie spends like a good twenty minutes on it. It's like just shut that off. Movie in, producers in who demand—they do not try to put any additional romance in there. It, in def, it, movie producers who demand that there must be a romantic lead are living in the fucking nineteen forties. Like, oh. wake the fuck up. And make a good I want to deliver this on air because it's just so fucking funny. Yes. The fucking scene in this movie has yes. him getting off to listening to her bodily functions. Uh, You're going to love it. How very French. Well, it looks like I can't catch a break here on the new <laughs> f- format, but I hope everyone else is enjoying the listening experience. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day and don't drink.